Hello, 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 everyone. Dana Williamson here with Bad Blessed Anointed Destin LLC, the original Bad Queen of the Roundtable. I am excited to start our new segment under the Black Women Authors segment, which is the IR Romance Novelists, our, our, our authors who... Ooh, they take me over sometimes and I love it. But um, we have our first author today. And before I get to her, I want to do some background on Bad Queens of the Roundtable. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Again, this is Dana, the Queen Bee, the original Bad Queen. Let me tell you something. I want you to go over to badqueenspodcast.com and I want you to see what we're doing, see what we're talking about, see where we're going, because parts of Bad Queens podcast is also on Faith Travel for You podcast. Why is that? Because we're going places. As your lifestyle counselor, I am also the traveling queen. This allows for me to be in the places that where you are to show up, to show out, to have a good time, as well as to teach you. So make sure that you visit badqueenspodcast.com as well as Faith Travel, the number four, the letter U, dot C-L-U-B. All of what we're doing here, the updates on the CEOs and cigars, Black women authors, and our interracial romance authors, all of that information will be there and shared with you. So God bless. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. And without further ado, let me introduce to you our USA Today bestselling author, El Loren. I love it. I love it. Welcome. Thank you so much Hi. for being here. <laughs> thank you. I, I really appreciate it. I'm excited. I'm trying, I'm trying not to be fangirl, but... <laughs> Um, I really appreciate you being here. Let me tell you guys a little bit about El Loren. She holds a business management degree from the University of Mount Olive. As a former call center supervisor, her desire to write lay dormant for years until she found the courage to live her dream. She is currently based in Charlotte, North Carolina, with her loving and supportive husband. El Loren, thank you so much for joining us. Yes. How are you today? How are things? Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Doing great. That's good. I'm glad. Listen, I want to tap into, and it, and it may sound like bouncing around, but one thing, I've been a reader, a reader since the fourth grade. I got in trouble in school for not doing a book report, and I had to read this book, a 600-page book, over the weekend and give my mother a book report. So I've been a reader ever since. And once I figured out that I could, and actually it wasn't over the weekend, it was like a, over a week, but it was 600 and some odd pages. And once I figured out that I could do that, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I think I might like this. And so I, be I became a reader at that, at that time. And then once I was 12 years old, I too became a writer. Can you tell us how you started writing? Just writing in general? Writing in general, like you, I've always been a reader. I used to, um, you know, scramble for my little pennies when the um, book fair would come to the school. And I mean, I've always, I'm an introvert, so I like to sit in the corner and read my books and don't bother me, don't do anything. And so I've always made up my own little stories after reading. Um, I started out with a little journal and, you know, a diary. When my mom made me mad, I would go in my room and write stories in my journal for her to read I knew she read my diaries and stuff so I would make a whole bunch of stuff that never happened <laughs> just so she would 
I could prove that she was reading my stuff. And I was like a little mischievous girl, so I used to do that. <laughs> and I've always written stuff, but never expected anybody to read it. <laughs> and then I got so tired of the corporate environment that I was like, you know what? I need to really do something with my skill. So I started reading more and I what got me into just writing on a more purposeful basis okay. is um, I started writing poetry. Oh, wow. Okay. And then that, you know, turned into stories, <laughs> but I haven't done that in a long time. That turned into stories. So, yeah. I am. Um, that's funny because I started writing poetry as well. Um, poetry that I shared with people. I had a book I was writing that I didn't mm. share with people, but poetry I started sharing with people in high school. So I totally understand. Um, it's almost like a creative because I too at the time was an introvert, but it's almost like, um, and tell me if I'm wrong, as a creative, we start off with the things that are what we would call simple for us that may be hard for others. So writing poetry, you know, whether it's rhyming or haiku or you know, those things come easy to a creative where it may not come easy to others, which helps us to develop more. Does that make sense? Am I kind of tapping into? That's about right. Okay. Absolutely. It does make sense. And it's, and it's and, funny. You know, that... I used to have a dream. I wanted to be in, be in salt and pepper. <laughs> oh, really? Really? No, I was saying I wanted to be a, a part of salt and pepper when I was little. And my mom was always like, girls don't rap. The girls don't rap. And I would be looking at her like, ma'am, leave me alone. I want to rap. <laughs> so yeah. I channeled that into my poetry. Mm. That's good to know. That's good to know. Because then that 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 tells you that tells us as readers and people who love poetry where your expression lies. So from poetry, you, you created stories um, well, from your reading. You created stories after your reading. And then you started really dabbing into poetry as one of your first, I guess you could say, released writing projects. How did you start writing just general stories? Before we get into romance, did you just have, did you have um, like scary stories or young adult stories or young, and like you said, corporate America was not your, how did you get into, before you got to romance or did it always start with romance? No, it never, it didn't start with romance. I wrote my first ever book that I self-published was um, it's kind of a coming of age story okay. about a little girl named Zora Langston. And she she was named by, um, you know, my my love of Zora Neale Hurston and um, Langston Hughes. Mm -hmm. So I paired those two together. And she was a, an abused little girl. And, you know, it was a coming of age story where she got out of the abuse and, you know, she finally found a family to love her. Okay. So... Uh, it was just something that was burning in my head. And I self-published that under my government name. And then when I got into interracial romance, I was reading, you know, I just consumed books. And then one of my friends was like, you should read Twyla Turner. She has this um, great series. And I was like, I don't like romance. I don't like romance. And she was like, you got to read it. So I pulled the book. It's a three book series. 
when I tell you I devoured that series and I was like, oh, she just inspired me to write romance. So I give it all to Twyla Turner and her story because I love that book. Well, it was a series. I love that series so much. I'm excited. I'm glad that you shared that. I like her too as an author. Um, I have quite a few favorites, um, but I like her too as an author. And I can imagine which series it was. We won't talk about that now, <laughs> but um, this is all about LRN. So <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to hear that um, because and this is for our audience who may be looking into writing any under any genre. You don't always have to start in the genre you're going to end in. You know, um, I wrote, we, we both started with poetry, then we moved on to other things. But for me, I didn't even write fiction. My first 10 published books were self-help. And they were faith-based self-help and they still are. A lot of my books are still faith-based with some kind of undertone, but you, you follow what I'm saying? For years, it was it was mm -hmm. faith-based self-help. And I went to write another training because I'm also a lifestyle counselor. I created a training and in the middle of that training, God had me writing this fiction series. And I'm just like, oh, okay, this is something I'm going to play with, you know, nothing I'm going to publish. And then a month later, it was like, okay, I need you to publish this book. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? This is not, this is something I've never done. I've never, and it's it's one of those things as a creative, you just do. And so it, this is good for the listening audience to hear from you, a best-selling author, that you did not start with what you're doing now. You may go back and do another book and uh, similar to that. But again, the romance is where you are now. You didn't start there. So let's tap into the romance. How did you decide? Like, okay, so Twyla Turner was how you, I want to say, got the feel for it. But how did you take that mm -hmm. and make it your own? How did you take interracial romance and make it your own? Go ahead. Well, I am in a interracial romance. So my husband of 23 years oh. um, is a white guy. So, oh. <laughs> oh. and I'm just inspired by that. So I started writing what inspired me in my love life at first. Oh, and okay. then, you know, you observe things from other people around you. Sometimes I get stuff from dreams. I mean, I get inspiration everywhere. So I take that inspiration and I have a creative mind and it just kicks out. I'll sit there and plot in my head. I'm, I'm not a person that outlines a lot, but I'll sit there and I'll have to run through it in my head a little bit to see where I want the book to go. And then it just, it takes on its own life. The characters speak to me. I, I say that all the time. Some people look at me weird. And if you're a writer, you kind of understand. But characters talk to you and they tell you where they want to go. <laughs> and that's I, it. I love that. I love that. Congratulations on being married 23 years. Um, I'm, I'm waiting for God to send my husband to the porch. I, I say that every time. <laughs> oh, he's coming. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I, I, I'm glad to know that. And let me tell you why, personally, as a reader, um, why I'm glad to know that because I've always wondered: Do the authors, do the the black women authors that write interracial romance, is that who their husband is, or is that who their partner is, or that they something they desire to be a part of? And I don't like asking some of them that I am friends with. I don't like asking those questions because I don't like, you know, getting too personal because that's not their life. You know, that, that you know, not not just, on, you know, on social media. I, that's not their life. Um, and obviously in interviews like this, this is okay. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, but that has been something that I've desired to know. And the reason being, I too, being a writer, um, I write for either what I see or what I desire. So like you said, you get things from dreams. I too get things from dreams, but okay, so what am I looking at? What am, what am I seeing? And so that's what I, that's what I want. That's what I desire is to, I write that. So I'm, I'm glad that you shared that with us. Now you said two things um, that I wanna tap into for the writers and something that you confirmed for me. You, you're not a writer who outlines all the time, but you the, the, the characters speak to you and you write according to what they have spoken mm -hmm. and obviously what you see. Um, what would you suggest or what kind of advice would you give to someone who may not, may need to outline, may need to have a little more direction personally in writing, if I, I think that, that makes sense. Go ahead. <laughs> it, it does. Um, <laughs> um, if it's, it's up to you how you write your story. So there's nothing wrong with your process. So if you need to outline, by all means do that, but also remember to be flexible because sometimes your story will go somewhere that you never expected. Ooh. And it makes the story a whole lot better because I, I, I've done that in the past where I thought this is what I want to write. But when my characters started going, they went a whole different direction. And I'm like, OK. Right. And it, it just happens that way. Exactly. Exactly. So don't don't be hung up on the outline, you know, just make sure that, you know, if you need the structure, fine, but be flexible. Be flexible. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. I've I've encouraged some people that I've published over time to just write the way the Holy Spirit tells you to write. And then you fine tune it after that part is done. So that makes sense. I like that. I do. Um, this may tap into another couple of questions, but I I have one specific question um from just from us talking now. Being a best-selling author. What did that feel like? Well, two questions. See, <laughs> what one, what book was it that first gave you that bestseller status? And then two, how did that feel? USA Today, bestselling author. How did that feel? Okay, so, <laughs> well, the book itself was um, a compilation in an anthology with other writers. It's The Savage Bloodline. And it was a mafia romance. It was my first ever mafia romance. Okay. And I was so amped to write it and be a part of it. And the whole collection was amazing. We had some great writers and 
when we hit USA Today, I can't tell you how excited I was. I ran out thinking that it was going to be in the USA Today paper, and I ran to the store to grab it. And I was so disappointed because it only goes to a certain number in the paper. And we were like number 78, and it went to like in the 50s. So I was like, oh, man, it didn't make it. But I don't care. I still got the title. <laughs> exactly. I was so amped that day. You couldn't tell me nothing. Mm -hmm. My husband was like, what is going on? I'm calling him at work because I never call him at work. I'm like, we hit the USA today. And he was so excited, too. So, yeah, oh, it that's was an great. amazing feeling. And I hope to get that feeling again, but you know, they, they quit that list for a while. And I heard rumors that they were going to bring it back. So you hopefully know, they bring it back. You know what? Sometimes we have to create our own lane for stuff and, and be excited for that lane. One, I am totally excited for all of you. I remember that, that series, that, 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 that compilation was excellent. I, I, that was excellent. So congratulations on bestseller, but yeah, you're, you know what? Sometimes we have to create in order to one, continuously be seen and two, let people know, Hey, they may not have the list, but I know who I am. I know what I write. I know what I do. And so, you know what, maybe something will come about, especially with all of the different events that are around interracial romance, black authors, you know what? Maybe the bad brand can do a uh, awards or best-selling list or a compilation of great authors or whatnot, which you know I've done before. But I, I hate. I love sharing people, and I, and I love for other people to get recognition outside of me. So you know that's something that can be done. And so with that, thank you for sharing that with us and your excitement awesome. about that. But let me ask you this: what's what's next? What's 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 new on the horizon in the next year or less for LRN? Oh wow. Let's see. Well, I had a release today. Um that was for the Aloha um Hawaiian Relief Fund. Um uh, it's called One Spot and it hit number one new release in this category today. Oh, so wow. I was excited about that. When I woke up, I'm like, all right. <laughs> and then um I have a surprise release coming this month with um, a couple of other authors. Okay. And okay. then I'm hoping to have a Christmas book out. Okay. But I'm working on that right now. So hopefully that will come out. Okay. Um, next year is going to be exciting. I've got some dark, dark. I'm going dark next year. I, I've told everybody I'm writing. I'm tapping into my darkness. So. Oh. <laughs> that would be exciting. Okay. Well, I'm excited for you. I'm glad that you hit number one on that new release today. Um, please send me over that information so that I can Thank add you. that to the details of this podcast, as well as uh, some of your other social media that we have listed. We'll put that all in the details and, and share that with the um, listening audience. I totally appreciate you being here with me and, and giving me some of these insights even as a writer but also as a person because it allows us to know that behind the pen there are people and so thank you so much Lauren, for being here and right. um so you're going dark next year okay I'm I think I'm ready for that sometimes I'm not yes. <laughs> sometimes I'm not <laughs> but, but you know 
you know. I don't know if I'm ready, but you know, I'm going to try it. <laughs> and, and, and that's all we can do. We can try. We can put ourselves out there and we can try. So I'm excited for you either way. Some of the new releases that are coming before the end of the year, I'm excited for. Um, I think I might have to go back and reread Savage Bloodline. No, that was... That is, I like mafia. I've actually asked God that the husband that he drops on the porch be some kind of mafia boss. I don't even care. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, as long as he loves the Lord some kind of way. I don't way, know I, if you want to go that far. It's 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 fine in the books, but I don't know if you really want to do that. <laughs> you know, I've, at sidebar, my mother and I have yet to do this. I said I'm going to do Ancestry, DNA, or uh, 23andMe. I can't remember which one that is. Nonetheless, my mother says that we have Sicilian in our bloodline. And and I'm like, I've seen, I've looked at my kids when they were born, and I'm just like, oh, I can see it. And so it's like, mm, let's do some research. <laughs> let's find out how deep this is. And we'll we'll go from there. But yeah, you know, you get what you ask for, right? So you have to be real clear on what you ask for. <laughs> so I really no, don't appreciate let me see you. you next year and you married to a boss. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, Lord, listen, if you send me the right one I, and he need me to stay at home, I will. Because <laughs> at this point, I'm tired. <laughs> but nonetheless, nonetheless, yes, I, I will keep everyone posted. I will keep everyone posted. But nonetheless, no, I, I yeah, we're going to leave that uh, into the hands of the almighty. But I do appreciate you coming and sharing parts of you with me and, and your, your new releases, the things that you have done and how you got to this point. I am totally excited. I'm glad that you were my first author, interracial author under the Black women's segment because this means a lot to us, for us. And about us, those those that don't know, I am also an interracial romance author. I uh, I love it. I and again, that comes to my desire for what I want. Um, but this has been good because it helps others. It helps people see who you are, but also to understand, you know, writing starts one place and may end in another, and you may go back to that place. So I totally appreciate you being here. Is there anything else you want to share with the audience before we go? One thing, um, just I'm, I'm trying to start uh, a movement within the interracial romance group. We have um, a new group called Loving Audio. And I'm trying to get everybody that is in love with interracial romance to try audiobooks. And interracial romance audiobooks are popping. They are awesome. And I want everybody to love them. So if you guys want to give it a try, join our little group. We talk about everything under the sun. We have um, a podcast also where we have narrators and authors coming on and talking about the process of audiobooks. So it's kind of exciting and we're going to be doing some great things next year or so okay well definitely please share that with me um, if that's something, 
if that's something that I can put also in the details of this podcast for all of the audience and on the podcast website, I would definitely love to do that. Please, please, please share that stuff with me um, so that I can share you. Is that group, um, is that on Facebook or is it all over? Like where yes, is it? It's on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Perfect. It's on Facebook right now, but I'm going to have um, Instagram and TikTok probably. Oh, perfect. Oh, Very that's soon. great. That's great. We got to be everywhere. We do. We got to be everywhere. So perfect. Thank you so much, El Loren. I really appreciate you. Um, we will be talking again. Maybe, you know, let's see where we are in about six, seven months and uh, pull something together and, okay. and, and, and speak again. But I'm glad that you were my first interviewee for interracial authors because this this is what we needed. This is exactly what we needed. So blessings to you. You have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Listening audience, thank you so much for tuning in to the Interracial Romance and, and Authors. And we were talking to Elle Loren. All of her information will be in the details of this podcast, or you can catch it at the badqueenspodcast.com website. Tap into what she's doing. Get some of her new releases. <laughs> Listen, get some of her old releases. Read her. Find out who she is in her books, who she is as a writer because she's great i've read, read quite a few of her books quite a few of her her um different synopsis uh, and listen if you haven't read savage bloodline yeah <laughs> you need to catch that one as well <laughs> it is great all the authors combined yes it is great so thank you all so much for listening i am dana williamson with bad blessing on it destin llc the original bad queen of the round table have a wonderful rest of your day